anything that follows the words I am, you know, I'm all woo woo. And I talk about energy and vibration and manifestation, but you are creating all the time, whether you're conscious of it or whether it's by default. And that's by the way that you feel the thoughts that you are thinking, how you're focusing. So anything that comes after that, I am is your identity. And you're just telling your brain is a focusing mechanism. And you're just giving off the vibration that you are sick. It is your identity. And then you develop a whole reality around that. And it becomes, basically there's a book by Joe Dispenza. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And that is when you're, when women are trying to do this cure chronic illness, you know, you have sometimes a lifetime of evidence that's supporting this story, this narrative that's going on consciously and on a very deep subconscious level. A lot of it has been developed as you know, we've mentioned before on other podcasts that conception to the age seven is the prime age group. And we're doing anything we can in the in that time frame to stay safe, loved, secure, and accepted. Right. And so we're perceiving what's happening to us. And then we're making decisions about ourselves. And when we have chronic illness and we claim those disease, I am this, right? Like it becomes our life and it becomes really hard to see it any differently because you have so much evidence and to feel any differently because you're getting all these results back. Right. Yeah. But I am, I'm sick. I'm suffering. I'm heavier than I want to be like, so it's hard to break out of that. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturated, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today we have our beautiful friend Greta back on the podcast. She's been on quite a few times. Um, so go back and listen to her uh, podcast and uh, Greta, I'll just get you to just give everyone just a brief story of who you are, like what you do basically, because I mean, a lot of people will know you, but some people won't know you. Yeah. So I work with women primarily in this area when they want to change their body and they're suffering with poor body image, struggling with food, emotional eating, and what we're going to talk about today, self-sabotaging behaviors, patterns of behaviors they just can't get over. So I am more of the coach that focuses on the emotional and the mental, uh, primarily subconscious part of the mind aspects of changing behavior, especially if it's in the area of wanting to shift your body. So in a way, it's like it's changing your identity, right? So you might be this woman who wants to, you know, sleep through the night and have great energy and have better body composition. And, but the behaviors and the habits and the things that you do now don't align with this new version of yourself. So it's, you know, how do you actually, how do you actually change? How do you become that person? Yeah. Cause it is, you sort of really are changing your identity really, aren't you? And a lot of women find, I think they acquire the knowledge I mean, I think the knowledge part's the easy part, I think. I think this part's the most difficult part. Right, right. And if you, you know, so many women struggle, they think they just don't have the willpower and that they they continues patterns of shame and feeling like they're a failure. They yeah. give up, right? It's the all or nothing approach. And really, they're just not looking at it from the right perspective and if they can just get the right information and and use tools that actually are working for them instead of you know 
accepting their responses like, oh, I just don't have the willpower to do it. No, you're not using your brain in the right way. And Mm. there are ways that they can get their results faster and actually enjoy the process a lot more. It's interesting. I was having a conversation. Um, So like we've got this chat group with the Strong Sisters Mm -hmm. and uh, me and Libby and Craig. Just one day we started Mm -hmm. trying to organize this podcast. Anyway, we were talking like, you know, there's obviously the women who have a lot of weight to lose. And then they were talking about some women in the health space that have got like chronic illnesses or like mold toxicity and stuff like that. And just a conversation I think Libby was having with someone and that, that they've got this identity around I'm sick and I'll never get better and nothing works for me. Um, and that's probably another person who might, a woman who might be able to benefit from this too. Absolutely. You just said it. Anything that follows the words I am, you know, I'm all woo woo and I talk about energy and vibration and manifestation, but you are creating all the time, whether you're conscious of it or whether it's by default. And that's by the way that you feel, the thoughts that you are thinking, how you're focusing. So anything that comes after that I am is your identity. And you're just telling your brain is a focusing mechanism and you're just giving off the vibration that you are sick. It is your identity. And then you develop a whole reality around that. And it becomes, basically there's a book by Joe Dispenza. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And that is when you're, when women are trying to do this cure chronic illness, you know, you have sometimes a lifetime of evidence that's supporting this story, this narrative that's going on consciously and on a very deep subconscious level. A lot of it has been developed as you know, we've mentioned before on other podcasts, at conception to the age seven is the prime age group. And we're doing anything we can in the in that time frame to stay safe, loved, secure, and accepted. Right. And so we're perceiving what's happening to us. And then we're making decisions about ourselves. And when we have chronic illness and we claim those disease, I am this, right? Like it becomes our life and it becomes really hard to see it any differently because you have so much evidence and to feel any differently because you're getting all these results back. Right. Yeah. But I am, I'm sick. I'm suffering. I'm heavier than I want to be like, so it's hard to break out of that reality but that's what it takes craig said in the podcast it's a polar opposite behavior like everything that you've done up until this point to get you where you are right is an accumulation of your thoughts your feelings and then the actions that you take as a result so what has to change in order to get that polar opposite right you got to change your thoughts and feelings so you take different actions yeah, I was chatting to this lady that rejoined our program this week and I just love her. You do, but there's just people that have this good energy and they're really funny and they're really raw and vulnerable. And yeah, she yeah. had done the program however long ago, but she said, look, Kitty, I just wasn't ready to do it. I was still drinking. I was still, you know, had that identity of the fat woman that, you know, drinking, I couldn't stop the drinking. And she said, you know, I don't have, how many months ago her partner had sort of a really honest conversation with her saying, well, look, you have actually drunk for a lot of your life. If we sit down and look at how much wine, she was like, wow, like, because she really likes numbers and they worked out how many bottles of wine she drank. And she's like, oh my God, you know, she had to do a lot of inner work and, you know, she's totally stopped the drinking now. And she's like, I don't want to be that, like my, some of my friends who just go to these parties and get shit faced, you know, I don't want to be. And she, look, these are her words, not mine. Yes. And we were just laughing. It was funny. And she goes, you know, I just decided that I couldn't be that fat piss head anymore. Like, <laughs> 
Yeah, you get sick of yourself, right? Yeah. And she was, and she re-signed the program. She's like, I've done a lot of work and I've stopped the drinking. I'm really ready now. And I know I'm going to achieve it. I know I won't have linear progress, but you know, I'm ready this time, Kitty. And she's like, yeah, you can interview me in the podcast in a year's time. And the title can be something like, you know, how I stopped being a fat piss head. And I was like, oh God, can you imagine? These are her words again, everyone. I don't, but I was just, she's just so funny. She was just so funny I just and she really she's got successful businesses you know worked hard all her life and just really like her (laughs) yeah and you and it is getting to that breaking point or maybe your you know your awakening point where you're so sick of yourself and what I call that is the moment of decision and a lot of people want that better body that improved health but they haven't really decided because it does you have to look at those things like A lot of women struggle with alcohol and I work with them around that behavior. You know, they might not need to go to AA, but there's an emotional dependency on it and they don't want to look at it, Mm -hmm. right? Because who would they be? What would they do? What is it going to reveal about them? What are they going to have to change? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it is like Craig said in the podcast, it's hard conversations, hard decisions, but when you truly decide inside, it's like a feeling. It's not like a, a head thing. It's a you feel it. And I'm going on and on with my coaching clients. Like you haven't decided yet. You haven't, sometimes it takes going and hitting that wall and it's the greatest gift ever. Mm. It's going to catapult you towards what you want. She's going to make great progress now. Like once she's decided, Mm. right. She shed that identity. Like I decided I don't want that no matter what. And then it's a continual daily process of waking up and deciding again. Totally waking yeah. up and deciding again but how do you do that right totally yeah and that's what can help us with today yeah yeah <laughs> so you know it's the patterns when you make a big decision like that in your life your patterns are going to start showing up for you and most of us want to run from them we want to like avoid them we want to numb out from them we'll do anything right like emotional eating drinking avoidance whatever we do. But if you can first make the decision to say, I have this big desire of weight loss and this goal of changing my lifestyle. And I choose to look at these patterns of behavior differently. I choose not to become them. I choose not to jump in on that train of momentum and get all lost in the drama of it and the energy of it. And I choose to be curious about these patterns of behavior first, right? Like you've got to be aware that it's happening. And you feel so bad, right? When it's happening, you have to come kind of get in tune with that emotion of like, okay, this feels bad and this is not what I want. So I'm going to be curious about what it's showing me. So your patterns of behavior, self-sabotage, I hate that word. Like, why would we self-sabotage ourselves? It Mm -hmm. sounds terrible. And I always just say it's misguided self-love. There is a deeper reason why you're doing it. So if you can get curious about Why would I do this? What part of me, typically your inner child, which a lot of people from the last podcast had a lot of interest in like, I want to know more about reparenting your inner child, Mm -hmm. right? These patterns of behavior were developed in childhood for your safety, security, protection to feel safe, loved and accepted. And so they probably aren't in alignment with where you want to go today in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, right? They're there for survival instincts. And if you've had big traumas, big T's or little T's, you know, maybe just 
you know, what you were embarrassed in school in front of your classmates versus, or maybe you had a tragic car accident and somebody passed away. You know, there's a variety of these life events that shape, you know, the stories that we're telling ourselves and we develop patterns of behavior as a result of it. So if you can just become curious about it, that's the first step and choose to not jump on board with it. Say, I'm going to look at it differently this time. This time, when I go to commit to Kitty's program, I'm going to look at it differently. I'm going to welcome them. I'm going to actually invite them because if they come up, I can do something about them if you approach it in the right way. So the right way, well, there's not a right or wrong way. I don't mean to say it like that, but the more effective way, the easier way, the faster way where you're going to see more progress is really bypassing the conscious mind. It's a component, but the conscious mind I say, we assign the role of the parent to the conscious mind. And it's there to look out for these patterns. Like, I want to protect this inner child, this pattern. What is this pattern showing me, right? So the conscious mind is becoming aware. That's the role. But we want to start pushing with the conscious mind. We want to do action with the conscious mind. We want to get results with the conscious mind. But actually, that part of our mind only has about 10% voting power most of our actions are coming from the subconscious mind, like up to 90%. So when we understand that, like if I can bypass and like I said, willpower, you just can't will it. You have to look deeper. And and when you get the emotions and the subconscious and the mind on board in that manner, you can go faster and it can be easier. So the inner child is actually the subconscious mind, these patterns, these programs. The inner child, the subconscious mind is holding all those experiences, all those decisions you made, all the actions, all the behaviors that started to take shape. And we got to go there to that part to release it. So you can, and we see women's behaviors just completely atrophy sometimes. And there's research. And I always mention, I think her name's Peta, Peta, Peta Stapleton. She's at Bond Uni on the Gold Coast. And she's done research on, you know, I use EFT tapping and a lot of these brain body reprogramming techniques. And she did research with EFT. And in comparison to cognitive behavioral therapy, where you're using your cognitive mind, right? And you get the same results in the end, but in half the time, because you're going to the part of the brain where the problem is. Weight is not your problem. It's a symptom, like Craig said, of all these choices that you made, right? That's not the root cause of the problem. There's physical root causes, right? Sluggish metabolism. There's also emotional and mental root causes. And when you get all of those aligned, the results that you get can be sustainable. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. it's so powerful mm. and all of that's aligned so i kind of get excited talking about it so good <laughs> so true though it is it is yeah because you think so many women you know like they and i used to like drink and binge eat and it's a way you just not actually addressing the underlying issue and using the food and the alcohol as a coping mechanism and you sleep like shit and then you eat more shit and then you sleep like sissy's pattern and then you gradually over the years gain weight Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you, when you work on this from all aspects, right, you give them, and you guys do great mindset work too. And, but the physical aspect, you know, you're really showing them the way and teaching them the way for what they need to do to create these great habits for themselves to achieve their goal. But when you have all three in alignment, mm. that's the, that 
heels. That is the solution. And when you let one of them go, right, you start to feel spinning your wheels or you have that all or nothing approach or, you know, you just feel that, you know, you feel defeated or you feel hopeless or that it's never going to happen or anxious. When is it going to happen? So, you know, you guys said 12 months to 18 months that if you are a chronic dieter and you are used to that immediate reward and feedback of like the white, yeah, yeah. You're just going to keep going back to that, you know, because you can't stand feeling any differently, you know? Mm -hmm. So what do you do with those emotions? What is that setting off? Like I'm embarrassed about my body. I feel shame about my body that wants you to take that immediate action, right. To get that quick result. So Mm -hmm. what do you have to do? How do you have to go internally to be able to sit with that and move through that and know and trust the process and that it does take time, but sitting in it can be so uncomfortable. So, but when you do this, right, you're just increasing what I call your vibrational frequency, right? Where you can, I use the analogy of a high rise building. So if you're in the basement, right, you're starting out and you feel shitty about yourself and life, and you're looking through that lens of perception of feeling overweight and how you see the world and how people respond. When you're doing that emotional work too, and the physical work, you're like walking the staircase up to the penthouse Mm. and your whole life starts to come with it right like everything starts to get better and it's not when you lose the weight it gets better no it can be the whole journey right you're gonna you're everything in your life's gonna be touched by it mm-hmm. everything just up levels when you take this approach and then the, like i said before the journey of the lifestyle changes can actually be enjoyable who would have thunk it right <laughs> So how do they do it, Greta? How do they do it? Yeah. Well, one, like I said, you start to become curious of those patterns of behavior. Don't push them away. You have to really accept them. We have to like bring them in and then start to look at them, question them. And it really is when you focus on these brain body connections. So for example, some of the things that you were mentioning in that podcast that I'm referencing with Craig about the five tips on how to actually achieve your goals for 2023 and, you know, perfectionism versus, you know, progress versus perfectionism. Well, that can, somebody who's a perfectionist, that can set off a whole landslide of emotional responses if they don't get it perfect. And it actually can set off in the limbic system of the body a freeze response, right? I bet you see a lot of your perfectionists just freeze. If I can't do it perfectly, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it at all. Mm. And they don't get the results, right? So there's a brain body connection that's going on. Your limbic system is sensing that there could be danger. I can't do it perfectly. I might be embarrassed when I go to the gym. And so when you can have an actual tool like EFT tapping, visualization, breathing, these somatic you know, it's not just conscious work. You're not just trying to fix it with your mind, like do better next time, try harder. You're actually doing things that interrupt that brain body response. So the signals that are happening that I'm panicking because it's not going right, or I am going to, I'm so embarrassed. I can't go into the gym. I don't want people to look at me. I dealt with that a lot with women. Like they can't even get started because they're too embarrassed. I owned a gym and It was actually, you know, the habits like conditioning them, just show up one day, come to the office, talk to me. Can you do that for a week? And then, hey, maybe we'll step on the treadmill. Some women just couldn't get into the gym. They were frozen with fear. And so when you're addressing, now that's that's a pretty big response. Not everybody has that. But 
there's some level of that going on. If you're having a pattern of behavior of resistance, not mm -hmm. wanting to do something, tracking food, right? Yeah. There's, you know, I have a whole list of the things that you mentioned in that podcast where it's actually triggering this brain body connection for you to have a response that's keeping you from getting what you want. So when you use the tapping, you're actually interrupting the pattern and that telling the brain to calm down, telling the body it doesn't have to respond that way anymore. Mm. And then you're available to make, go into the gym, get your workout done. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I just wanted to jump in quickly and talk a little bit more about our seven-day Eat More, Train Less, Get Results Challenge. So if you're new to the podcast um, and following me, or say you've been following me for a while and you've been sitting on the fence, the challenge is a great way to get started. Craig and I developed the challenge after working with women for over eight years, and it was purposely built for women who want to achieve sustainable results without drastically cutting calories, sugar and carbs, or working out six days a week. So we want to show you how you can lose weight, tone up, but also feel good. So that means good sleep, no bloating, constipation, stable energy and moods, regular and relatively symptom-free periods, and no perimenopausal or menopausal symptoms. Unlike other programs that you'll find online, it's a holistic approach. So it provides you everything you need for long-term sustainable weight loss and body composition change while feeling good. So the seven-day challenge uh, provides a full meal plan, a workout plan for home and the gym with training exercise videos to guide your workouts. We've got metabolically supportive recipes, a recipe book, advanced supplement guides, direct support via our private community um, and Facebook page, and most importantly, education for long-term long success. So I actually got this great message in our private Facebook group yesterday from a woman who's listened to the podcast for two years, but only recently joined the challenge. So she said, I've been listening to the podcast for a couple of years, but just joined the challenge four days ago. I want to express my gratitude for all the amazing information Kitty and Craig offer in this challenge. I was hesitant to sign up because I only have dumbbells at home and I'm not ready to join the gym, but I'm super impressed so far and really excited to make positive changes in my life. So the challenge is a one-off payment of 27 Australian dollars and you get lifetime access and we have clients all over the world in the program. So I'm going to pop a link in the show notes with more information and let's get back to the podcast. Build some muscle, right? Like you, like you know, you need to do, right? You need to do, but you're just not able to get there. Yeah. And signing up for a program, they have the desire, they want it, they know they want it, but like, how I do I get yeah. over? How do I get over these patterns that keep showing yeah. up? Yeah. 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 Or I'm good for the first month, right? And I'm strong. I, yeah. And then yeah. I just can't sustain it, you know. Yeah. So I would say, be curious of the patterns, use tools that actually target the subconscious mind, you're going to get faster results, more effective results. And, you know, that's the inner child reparenting, part of it is in the conscious mind being aware, but then redirecting and understanding that these are emotions that you felt as a child, mm -hmm. that are imprinted, that have been there for a really long time. And so I see, you know, clients that come to me that have been in therapy for 40 years, right? Wow. Trying, trying to talk this out, right? And once they start applying like EFT to the conscious awareness of the patterns and what's happening, they see like within six months, they see like wow. really drastic changes, you know, that they're even impressed. They, they're like, I can't believe it. Like they're, it's disbelief, right? It can happen that much faster. So women are just 
beating themselves up for all this self-sabotage and they're just really approaching it from the wrong side of the brain. Yeah. And when you can get all aspects on board, it can work so much easier for women. So can you give, like, obviously I know people can't see you, but like an example of like a thought or a feeling like, you know, say they, they and I'm showing you an example, like mm-hmm. the drinking maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. So I am going to this party tonight and everyone's going to be drinking and I really want to drink, mm-hmm. but I don't want to drink because, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, improve my health and my body composition so how 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 would it work like talk us through an example of yeah that's that's great so I would I would ask okay so in order to feel that you're not sure you can be at the party and not drink what are you telling yourself so maybe you know what what is the story that is going on in your mind telling you that you've got to have that I I can't have a good time without drinking can't have a good time without drinking and then we take it yeah, yeah or like I'm worried about what people will think. Right. Right. I'm not going to be fun. I'm not going to have as much fun. Yeah. Right. What 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 will people say if I'm not drinking? I'll be, yeah. you know, yeah. the spotlight. I'll be the party pooper. Yeah. Right. So then I would ask, go deeper. So how does that make you feel? So imagine yourself at the party, not drinking, right? And when you get into the mind, because your mind's already going there and you're already having an emotional response. To it. And so then when we get there, if we haven't worked this out in advance, then you're just going to drink because that's going to, that's going to get that feeling as far away from you as possible. Right. But if you actually take the time and I call it pre-paving and you put yourself in the situation beforehand, your brain can't tell the difference Mm. and your brain body connections are going to start firing and you can actually sit there and just feel, okay, I'm sitting, standing there and I don't have a drink in my hand, and I think everybody's looking at me. And I would say, okay, that's interesting. Why would everybody be looking at you? And then they might say, well, I'm always self-conscious, right? I'm just always self-conscious about maybe my body, right? If they want to lose weight, go to a party. Or I just like to be on a wallflower. I don't want to be the center of attention. There are so many things that could come up. And I was like, oh, okay. So what does that remind you of? You know? And I I just have them think about it, feel about it. And then I'll ask them, can you feel that feeling in your body? I'm like, yeah. Like, I feel like I'm starting to sweat. The brain can't tell the difference. Like, oh my gosh, all eyes are on me. Okay. Now I want you to see a picture of a little version of you, you when you were five years old or you, whatever you think of yourself as when you're little. And then they see that version of themselves in front of them. And the mind starts to do funny things. And it starts to show you things. You're in the subconscious mind because you're connected to the emotion. And then when they can identify, oh, I see my five-year-old self. And she's so terrified of being seen. Or she just got laughed at at a party right? These little traumas that happen, that imprint in the mind. And they're like, I can't, and that I can't bear to feel that again. So the brain tags going to a party as being a stressful situation. And Mm -hmm. so then you can, what happens is that emotion actually gets stuck Mm. inside of our brain body. They say the body keeps the score. And sometimes that's where women hold on to excess weight too, stress. 
experiences that are still those emotional experiences that are still going on inside of the body. And when we use those somatic techniques like EFT tapping, we're releasing that inside of the brain body memory and connection. And then we can relax. And then you can also do some pre-paving tapping where you see yourself at the party without a drink. And as you're experiencing that firing and wiring of what it might feel like, the stress, the heartbeat, the maybe sweaty palms, you can actually tap and tell your body that you're safe. And so when you're there, your brain has already experienced it, right? You've imagined it. And so your brain's already experienced it. So when you're in the situation, you might feel half the stress as you did, or Sometimes it's very dramatic and they're like, yeah, I didn't even think about drinking. It was really easy to keep my commitment to myself. Mm-hmm. That's a real basic um, example and very physical. You know, it's the same as if somebody was afraid of heights, right? You expose them to, oh, okay, we're going to go to the first floor. And then we would use some tapping, like, because the brain body's repeating mm-hmm. those firing and wiring. And pretty soon that just becomes you. And your response, your automated response, you feel it feels uncontrollable. Mm. It's happening on a very deep level. And if you don't take the time to look at it or question it or go deeper, then you never know. And you're stuck in the top and that repeating pattern of the behavior, not knowing why you're taking action. Yeah, another example is like uh, I remember a client got on one of our coaching calls and she was saying that, you know, she's um knows what to do, like knows about you know, prepping your food and not lack of knowledge here. (laughs) You're doing well for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, every Saturday she got her kids and she takes them to sport. And this weekend she didn't pack the food and then just ate the shitty canteen food. And it's like, well, she's like, you know what to do. What happened? Like, what's that choice that you've made? You could have, you know, you've been taking your food every other week. What happened this week? I just forgot. Yeah. Well, I didn't, don't think you forgot. Like what's actually, what's a dig deeper? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. And especially that might happen if they start seeing themselves having success and there's an upper limit belief that, you know, they haven't, their identity hasn't caught up with what the success that they're having. And so they start to sabotage because it's just feels normal. It feels normal to not have that success or, you know, the stress of life. They have all these stories. I don't have the time. I'm too stressed out. I gave to all my kids at this, like people pleasing, putting the needs. People pleasing is actually to me, a trauma response. And it's a way for us to stay safe and the inability. This is one people pleasing and perfectionism are two things that I work with, with women over and over and over again. And it gets in the way of their weight loss goals, especially people pleasing. They put their careers, their spouses, their partners, and their children before their own needs. And it feels like death if they don't to them. Hey, wow. And, they do it. and because they've experienced situations, circumstances throughout childhood that makes them hypersensitive to the needs of others. And obviously you want to be a good parent to your children, like your kids. Yeah. But when you know that you would be a better parent, if you did give yourself that time and space, if you did take the time to pack the, the lunch and not eat the shitty canteen food, but you, they get lost and, oh, I don't have time. And the kids and the demand, they're in that story that I don't have time and I'm busy and everyone else is more important and there's no time for me. Yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. they buy that story. Yeah. And it's so, and that, so common. I think with swimming, it's so common. It's so common. It's one of the biggest things that I work on. Alcohol, people pleasing, <laughs> perfectionism. Those are some big ones that, you know, Same thing with people pleasing, setting boundaries in that podcast, Craig mentioned having to set boundaries, having the hard conversations with people. Mm. 
they can't. If if their partner's way of connecting with their partners, going out and drinking on the weekends or going out to dinner all the time, and they have to have a conversation with their partner to tell them that I can't do that, that they might feel that they might be abandoned, rejected if they are not complying to what they believe is giving them love and attention. And so that, again, can set off so many, so many different emotional responses that they won't even do it. Mm. right they can't set the boundary and boundaries are felt not heard so you can say all day long i can't do that but if it's not felt the person will still ask you and <laughs> try to attract you into that and but when you say no and you're in alignment with that with your thought your body mind people people feel that and so it's getting a person to the point where they feel safe enough comfortable enough because it feels really uncomfortable to a people pleaser to have to even just put themselves first or say no to someone because mm. they're so used to just defaulting. Like they don't even see themselves. And that's a much deeper emotion, like unworthiness. I'm not worthy of placing myself before other people can happen when maybe one of your parents really wasn't emotionally stable and it was all about them. And then you as a child started to tend to their needs, or maybe you had to parent them. There's a lot of women that had to parent their parents. Mm. And especially I see this with mothers. If you have like an emotionally unavailable mother, um, especially in this realm of body image and um, eating disorders and, you know, emotional eating, it's really this relationship with your mother and not having those emotions validated. So if you were a child that had to actually parent your child or parent your parent or be there because it was all about your mom or all about your dad and you had to adjust your behavior accordingly, yeah. right? So you're going to continue to do that in adulthood. And it really interferes when you want to make a big change in your life, like weight loss, like radical shift. How do you do that when you've spent a lifetime putting other people before yourself? Mm, that makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure so many women who listen to this going, nodding the head. Yeah. <laughs> Big time, Just, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so when you, like I said, when you have all three in alignment, you're doing the physical work and you're doing the emotional and mental, like looking at these patterns, they're going to come up and you can celebrate when they come up. You don't have to run away from them because when you do it through the reparenting of the inner child or pretty much subconscious focus, right? And yeah. go to the root cause. Wait's the symptom. The root cause is shame, unworthiness, all these emotions underneath, fear, right? Rejection, abandonment, all these negative emotions. That's at the root cause. When you go there, it can happen so much easier. Yeah, and I really, like, you know, I've ever received, if you've listened to this, you know that I've worked with Greta a lot and it does, it works. Really, it does work. And I think if you're someone, you know, who's been trying to do this for years and years and years, I mean, obviously, if you've been doing, un like, it's not real. no matter how much tapping you do, if you keep trying to eat 1200 calories and doing stupid shit, you know, like, right. we, we, we've all done in the past. Let's yes. just, you're not doing keto or, you know, yeah. things that you just can't stick to that are unrealistic and not healthy, but, mm -hmm. you know, a more healthier, sustainable approach. And you keep like that is such a good example of the lady with the canteen food yeah. or, you know, um, you, I think this is so worthwhile to invest in because yeah. until you, because if you think to yourself, well, fuck, if you're listening to this enough, I've been repeating this behavior, these patterns year after year after year. If you don't address it, yeah, you, you'll just never, you'll never get there. 
starting another pro you don't need yeah. like I said this yeah. is not a lack of knowledge and you give yeah. them all of the tools all they have to do is show up but yeah. what's keeping you from being able to and it's a it's a self-trust and mm -hmm. self-trust is delicate it's balancing the needs of your current self and your future self yeah. and in developing that continual I'm going to show up for myself feeling and that can only be taken through seeing the evidence, right? That you can continue to do that in reality. You're building those habits, but then also emotionally feeling it. And how do you get those to line up? So the EFT tapping is what my preferred choice, but I also have visualization in there based on, you know, a lot of scientific, you know, neuroplasticity, a lot of research and the techniques are scientifically proven. They work. And yeah. Get and you have to be, I think my, my piece of advice is you have to be really willing to be vulnerable. Exactly. Yes. Because <laughs> if you don't be honest about the, the real truth about why, you know, when we were doing it and we really got to the core of, you know, I won't bore people with the, if you listen to the podcast before, but I just think once you really, <laughs> and Greta's amazing, it's not like you're in a safe space and it's all confidential and it's not like she's going to judge you or go and tell everyone. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think if you can really acknowledge why, then you're not you, going to your partner, you're not going yeah. to your girlfriends and bitching yeah. about it again. It's like yeah. a safe space. Where do you get that? And yeah, yeah. therapy gives you an aspect of that. But what it's not giving you is that somatic interruption of what's yeah. happening in the brain body and shifting it from that subconscious level. So it's only part of the equation yeah. and it's good and it gives you awareness not knocking that and then, you know, continue to do that if you are, but when you add that other, you know, you feel safe with someone and you can be vulnerable, that's when it can be released. And you can feel that, right? The emotion actually leaves your body. The stress goes away. The obsessive thoughts. Yeah. It's a release. So, it's totally release. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Greta, like, so you, where, obviously I'll put all your links and everything below in the show yeah. notes, but you've got, so what's your challenge? Your, it's yeah. a great starting point. Yeah. Well, actually what I'm doing is I'm actually starting a new challenge. It's all about the inner child and reparenting oh. the child for any sabotaging behavior that you're experiencing. So it doesn't necessarily have to be based on the last podcast. A lot of people yeah. said, Hey, you know, Kitty's got me so much help with the food aspect. I don't really need the help with the food so much. It's really just these lifestyle changes and how can I support myself with the inner child work? They were really interested. So I am um, creating a private Facebook group and there's going to be a little mini course masterclass where I show everybody how to actually reparent your inner child with these awesome techniques that work. And yeah, so and it's free to join and yep. it's going to be in a Facebook group and we'll have the link provided and you can learn how to stop these sabotaging patterns that are showing up for you once and for all. So you can get on board, get that weight loss, get in the gym, track your food, nice. do all the things. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. So you'll give me the links and I'll put them below. Mm -hmm. People can join. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, absolutely. Oh, that was so good, Greta. Thanks so much for uh, coming <laughs> on. I'll be excited you know, if people join this group and their experience, like share, share, if they want to, obviously share on Instagram, yeah. tag us. I'd love to. I will. Yeah. This is really, yeah. yeah, it's really an experiment for me because I know I can help so many more people yeah. than just in the weight loss. You know, what I do is not just no, weight loss. It's, it's never, it's never. Well, when I worked with you, it wasn't about weight loss. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and it's so great. It opens up the ability to, you know, 
get the healing, get the, you know, the transformation out to way more people. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Greta. Always love having you on and I'm sure we'll speak to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Kitty. Thanks, Greta.